Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. Your host for today, Ivan Pineda, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Let's start the show. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today we have quite the packed episode. We're going to be talking Lady Aguilas as they start off their season this Friday. And then we're also going to be talking, recapping that game against Nakaksa that ended up in a 1-1 draw. And then we're going to give you guys all the info leading up to the game against Santos this Thursday. So plenty and plenty to talk about. But before I go any further, as always, let me introduce today's co-host, None other than New York's favorite resident, Christian Rosendo, everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez, and Christian's backdoor neighbor, AJ. How are we doing, gentlemen? I am doing, doing good. great today. Amazing. Yeah, I'm doing good. Damn, syn- synchronized, uh, synchronized intro there. Hey. Synchronized intro there. Just, it's just uh, a New York thing, you know? You're... I guess it is definitely a New York thing. Um, well, glad that you guys are here. Glad that we're going to be able to talk all things Las Aguilas de la America. Uh, quite the warm day here. And I know it's been quite the warm day over there for you as well, Dylan. How you doing with the heat? Oh, man. You know, just trying to chug along in the day and just drink plenty of water just to deal with it. There you guys have it. Cowboy dance tip of the day. Make sure you stay as hydrated as possible. Um well, yeah, you guys ready to get started with today's show? We have quite, quite the episode ahead. Before we talk a Lady Aguila news and before we jump into that segment, AJ, we're going to talk a little bit about what happened against that America Necaxa game. It was a game that we were coming into very, very optimistic because, of course, America was coming on a two game winning streak. Although I did warn and I did put that hesitation out there that maybe we shouldn't be walking into this game as confident as we were. Christian, do you think that America let themselves down? Do you think that Nakaxa played uh, the right game against us? What went wrong for America in this in this game? Well, the previous podcast, I said that the key to win this game is just to you know play our game, keep it simple, and we did do that. You know, for five minutes when we scored, and then after that, we just completely you know disintegrated into the into the match. Um, but got to give her credit where credit is due. Nakaxa, I think, played this game uh to the to the th- to the way they wanted. Um, they, they, they got their goal to tie it up. And then after that, I think they were pretty, pretty okay with the tie. Um, and even then, so I think Nagaxa had a couple of chances to actually win the match. Now, this is, um, this is America's fault for, I guess, being too conservative after the goal, um, not taking enough chances. Um, I guess waiting on Nagaxa's error, which unfortunately throughout the whole match, I think they maybe committed to, and, um, it just wasn't in the, in the, in the right mindset. And I think that's very poor of America. Um, this is a game that we should have walked away with all three points. And just like you said, just very disappointing performance from the team. Yeah, definitely. Very disappointing. AJ, America went down to Aguascalientes to get only a, a point. Do you see it as a point gained or two points dropped? Two points dropped for me. I feel like America should have had this game in the bag. As I mentioned last time on the podcast, I was really confident for this America team to go to Aguascalientes and get the three points. But as Christian mentioned, like, Play, playing our game as simple, like for five minutes, and then it just all went crumbling down. I felt like America had some chances, but I guess the offense was just falling asleep during that entire match because during halftime, they put out the stats where they had, um, America had only three shots compared to Nakaska, Nakaska's nine. So it already, wore, it already gave me red 
flag saying like, is America falling asleep or or what are we just not feeling it this game? So I feel like it was definitely two points dropped today because in my opinion, it was one of the more disappointing games for America this season that were just only three games in, but if this is to, um if this is an example to see how America could perform against some of the more weaker teams in the league or just for any team, in fact, it could be a problem for the nearby for the upcoming future this season. No, yeah, I, I completely agree. Now, Dylan, we're no stranger to America falling asleep at the wheel. And time and time again, we've said that. And we've said that America struggles to find its consistency in, in running forms. Do you think that maybe we're a little bit overreacting to this game? Was this, was this bound to happen? Was America bound to get a little bit of a hiccup at the beginning of the season? Or do you think maybe we should start pressing the panic button a little bit and start, you know, asking more questions of not just the player, but the coach as well? Look, um, you you just want to see your team, you know, perform week in and week out, <clears throat> which is what we saw uh, last week whenever we got that big win against Cholos. Uh, and you thought, you know, you could go out and go do the same thing. But like you said, you know, we talked about consistency and we haven't really always necessarily seen it from week in to week out. Um, but I don't think you necessarily push the panic button yet. Um, I know a lot of people were doing that in preseason, too, whenever uh, uh, America got knocked out of uh, uh the Copa of Mexico uh, tournament, a call for Piojo's head, but I think it's just a little too soon, but it's kind of is a disappointing uh, uh, draw. Um, like AJ said, you know, it's two points dropped. I feel like it was a game that, you know, you look at the first five minutes whenever Vina scores within that, you know, it's a game that the America should have took by the reins and really took control of that game for the whole 90 minutes, but they just did it. And they just felt like, you know, they just kind of fell off the wagon a little bit. No, yeah, it, it definitely does feel like America has fallen a little bit off the wagon. But again, how objective are we being in this moment or how really, you know, true to what we're doing? Because look, we'll look at the highlights right now as Dylan has put them up on the screen for us. I mean, the first goal Vina scores and, you know, before that, I, I think America could have had, a, you know, a goal conceded and then you come in and, and, and you respond pretty well. I think America gets a little bit uh, just nonchalant about the game after Vina scores. I think they feel like a little bit overconfident and then they think we have this game in the bag. There's no reason for us to kind of overwork ourselves. And, you know, they go out about it the way that they think. And I, I don't think that they expected the, uh, the Necaxa reaction that they got. And then, you know, you knew that it was coming. You knew that this was, was going to come eventually. And of course, Necaxa scores and, and then America's kind of you know, in an uphill battle, trying to think, okay, how can we get get over it? And I think America closed out the second half better than, uh, you know, what we kind of expected. I don't know, Christian. Do you did you see the game differently, or 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 do you agree to what I'm saying? No, definitely, I agree with everything you're saying. And also, I think um, the substitutes were were a little bit awkward in my in my opinion as well. Um, for once, you know, I you know I thought also Gonzalo was having a pretty good game. Uh, I don't think there was a reason to bring on Cáceres uh, at that point. Um, I understand the the Henry Martin uh, substitution only because I, we needed a goal at that moment, and you know it just it just made sense. But the thing that I didn't like was you know when Henry came in, we kind of went back to like that you know no cam. Uh, no, Cordova got pushed to the wing, and then um, you know Henry and Vinas up top, and that kind of just limited our opportunities once again. And I understand that the that the that the strategy was to kind of just cross it in, and hopefully you know Vinas or Henry can get to it. But you know, as we saw, there wasn't really many opportunities for that. Uh, so uh, it, it was a little bit, a little bit strange. But then, you know, at the end when Leo Suarez comes in, you know, you kind of go back to that uh, kind of Cordova. You got you guys pushed back to the middle, 
and you have one good chance and it comes off of uh, Leo Suarez's side, which is on, he was put on the left side, which is something that I kind of want to see more. And I hope we get to see that in the next game. Because I thought that, you know, in like the five minutes that he was there, he looked pretty good to me. And it's something that I think Ivan, me and you have talked about in the past, how we think that Leo Suarez might flourish more on the left than on the right. And, you know, this upcoming game should be a good test if he is put on the left. Yeah, no, it, it definitely will be a good test. And then rumor has it that he might start in that position this upcoming Thursday against Santos Laguna. But we will get to that a little bit later on in the show. But going back to this Nakaxa game, and kind of really wrapping things up. I don't really want to take too much time on this. Uh, I think we've already spent enough time kind of recapping everything. I think America just had a bit of a hiccup. I don't think that it's time to press that panic button, just like Dylan was saying. I think you're in a moment in which I think America is still trying to go through that transitional phase and where you're trying to get off that preseason mode and you're trying to get yourself back kind of into, you know, that rhythm that you had before this whole kind of, you know, COVID, uh, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Broke out. Yeah, there you go. We'll, we'll use that one. Nice That's not the word I was Jeez. looking for, but we'll, 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 we'll go with that one. If, if you're um, going to say erupted, I don't think that was the right word. No, mm. it wasn't that one either. But um, you know what? We'll we'll get our thesauruses out for the next episode. I do apologize for that. But I don't know, gentlemen, And anything else to add up in this game? I think it's just kind of we'll chuck it up to kind of a one-off game, especially on the road away. You know, Aguas Calientes has never really been a, a favorable place for us i think that at the end of the day america walks away with a point we might see it as two points drop later down the road because we do know how tough of a closing uh closing to the season we do have but as of right now i do see it as a good point uh, you know that we can take away from this game and america can definitely start and build upon that i don't know if you guys think maybe i'm right or wrong but you know i mean that's really what i see about it I definitely agree with you. I'll take yeah. that. It's a point along the way. It's better. I um in some in some instances a draw is better than a loss. Yeah, I know we could have gotten the three points, but a point's a point. Can't go wrong with that. Perhaps that point can help us out at some point, maybe in the future, if for some reason I make it doesn't happen to make the league the league year, but we have that one point that's enough for us to secure a spot into it. So hey, see what happens. Definitely, definitely. Well, so far America continues to be unbeaten. Something that That's I good. questioned and and uh, asked you every single it. one of these, and and everyone said that they couldn't see this America side going undefeated. But I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Like D- Dylan just said, I might have just jinxed it, but who knows? We'll have, we'll have to wait and see. But um, America ends up getting that point away from Alas Calientes, and now America is going to look into the future and hopefully try to get all three points because things are starting to look very tight. Um. Uh, at the top of the table with just three games played so far. So America knows that they need to continue to get all three points if they want to close out the season a little bit more comfortable. And uh, we'll have to wait and see exactly whether or not America is able to do so. So let's move on into our next segment. And it's pretty a big segment for us because Liga Mekis is back. And yes, I'm not talking about the men's. I'm talking about the women's. Liga Mekis Feminine is finally going to be back on our screens this Friday, at least for Americanistas, as America Feminine come back to your guys' screens. We previewed a little bit of what their season was going to be looking like ahead. Now, we're going to be previewing this upcoming match against Cruz Azul. So, AJ, this is your specialties. Talk to us a little bit more about America Feminine's debut in this Guardianes 2020 season coming up. All right, so before we actually get to that, I would love to talk about season objectives first since it's going to be our very first game of the season and what better to start off with the Clásico Hoving. So, so season objectives I got in mind for America Feminine, this is I want them to win it all. 
by that, we're going for our second title in the Liga MX Feminine. I would love for them to tie up with Tigres and to give them a run for the money to say, like, we're going to start becoming the bigger team in this league. We've got one, but I want them to win that second one just to prove that we are an amazing team. I would love for them to go undefeated as well. Yes, I know that's a that's um something that it seems hard at first, but I feel like with America in previous seasons, they we've gone with seasons where we happen to win a lot of our games where we do get maybe one draw and one loss. But seeing we've done that twice or where we ended up finishing seasons with just one draw with one draw and one loss, I feel like it's totally possible with the squad that, that America Femini has assembled this season that we can go undefeated. And some predictions that I got for this season as well. I got my top goal scorer this season for the Feminine. I got it with Marlene Campa with 12 goals. Last season, she played seven games and happened to score five goals in the span of around a f- at least like 500 minutes played. So approximately like every 70 minutes, she happens to do score goals. So I see with this season, she could probably hit double figures. I got for top assist this team, um, our winger Montserrat Hernandez, which she does an excellent job with and providing assist to her teammates, which can lead up to goals. And for top saves, despite her not only playing two games for America Femenil, I want to say for the top saves for this year, I want to go with, with uh, Renata Maciarelli. And then for the MVP, the scenes for America Femenil, I got the one and only Jennifer Munoz. Okay, so you got quite the studded, uh, the, the star-studded roster right there going for, you know, each individual category. Now, I do question, though, if America Femenil not... I don't question whether or not they have the squad to go on an undefeated run, but Dylan, do they have the manager to go for this kind of dream run that AJ is kind of predicting? Yeah, it's, it's been kind of, it's been kind of a weird time too with uh, everything. I know with, uh, especially whenever you look at a Lucero uh, Cuevas, you know, with her outfall, um, you know, you put that on Cuellar and then I'm pretty sure, you know, you look at some of the other, uh, some of the other players too, you know, his past history whenever he started the feminine national team too. Um, I, I, I feel like it's kind of up, up in the air with him, but you know, I've seen some things too. Uh, like whenever, I think I seen one time Jen put a video of him and like, you know, I think Jen likes him uh, as a manager, you know, as a person. So I just feel like, you know, this guy can still kind of get the job done uh, with the uh, America, with the America. But I just feel at the same time, you know, it's kind of a, not necessarily a do or die season, but like, you know, I feel like the pressure is getting added on for him to bring back home that second title. No, yeah, definitely. Christian, now we know that America's expectation every season is to win a title, regardless whether or not that you're brand new to a, a, to a new league or, or anything. Now, aside from the managerial kind of worries, this unit does seem very cohesive. It seems that every position has at least one big name that can carry the team when needed. Do you think that this America feminine side finally has a squad that, you know, many have dreamt of for the past couple of seasons? Oh, 100%. And not only that, but we also have, you know, the depth to go along with it. I think that was, that's been a problem in the past couple of seasons where, you know, you see a player go down and we kind of don't really have that powerhouse, you know, substitute to kind of come in and, and replace and fill in the big shoes. I think this year we had a good balanced squad all across all levels that can definitely win the chip this year. Yeah, and I think that's going to be the big kind of main objective. And I think you can agree to that, AJ, is now we finally have a, a squad in which, you know, like I mentioned, every position has at least, you know, one big name that could carry them forward. And then you look at the bench and you have people to come off and really make an impact when you need them to. 
I do wonder, though, what are your thoughts in regards to the manager in Cuellar and whether or not you think that he's finally built a, you know, a team in which he feels that he's going to get the best out of them because there won't be any, you know, kind of outfall. Um, so with Cuellar, understand, like, there are some players that do happen to have some problems with them, whether it's not them gain the start for the team for the games or whether they're not getting enough playing time but i feel like most of the players i feel they've developed like a really good um relationship with their manager with leo Coyard because he did use to match the u teams and for the and for the first team for the mexican women's national team so players that are on this team they already know what Coyard expects of them and what he wants so i feel like this um despite him perhaps making like some substitutions or changes to the starting level which can have America Feminine fans like scratching their heads up wondering like what is he doing? Maybe perhaps he does have a plan. Maybe this is a way for him to throw um to distract the other team from like thinking like this is not their actual squad. What are they actually trying to pull off and perhaps distract them? But I feel like with the squad that we have assembled, Cuellar could definitely lead this team to the second title. We've done it in twenty eighteen where we matched the defeat Tigres at their home staying to take it all and win our very first title. So I'm very confident in Guerra's ability to lead this team to their second title. Okay, definitely. Definitely. All righty, then we'll get into that America Cruz Azul game right now, but I just have one question in regards to Coyad, and then we'll get started with that preview. Dylan, you mentioned it a little bit earlier. It seems to be like a make or break season for Coyad at this point because, you know, he's going to be definitely in an even hotter seat. And I think the title is a must when you see what America has spent in regards to the transfer window and in regards to what kind of squad they've built and some of the players that they've brought in. At the end of the season, if America is not lifting the title, do you think Coyad goes? No, I, I think he gets in the Clausura. You give him to the Clausura? Okay. Yeah. Christian? Same. Clausura. AJ? Clausura. Okay, so we're giving him at least the rest of the football year. If, you know, God forbid anything happened, like another pandemic breakout. So we're giving him another year, and but we require a title. I think I, I think it's fair to say at this point is we require a title. And if it if there isn't one at the end of the season, at the end of the you know football calendar. At the end of the year, when we're sitting here in 2021 and there's no title in that America Feminine Cabinet, is it time to start looking elsewhere? Yeah, I think so. I really okay. do. Yeah, because it's, it's, been, it's been, what, like two years? And then, you know, you get to Glasuda, you don't bring it home. It's been over two years. I mean, I, I mean, you, 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 like you always say, I mean, you look at the institution, you know what's, you know what yeah. it's demanding whenever you, you, know, you put on that jersey and you wear that badge. But, I mean, God, I mean. Uh, it's just kind of a stretch for me. And I think, I think you want that second title whenever you see teams like Monterrey and, and Tigres competing um, year in, um, season in, season out. Yeah. So, I mean, that's exactly going to be kind of where Coyar is going to be sitting at. But all right, let's talk America Feminine versus uh, Cruz Azul. A classical hoping to kick things off. I mean, what better way to start off the season and really test whether or not that you're capable of doing what, you know, we're setting America Family to do so. So, AJ, talk to me a little bit about this game and some of the rich history behind it between America and Cruz Azul. So, we've played each other nine times already. And in those nine times, America have always come out on top. We have secured eight wins and we've only drawn once against Cruz Azul Femini and four and with those wins we had four away wins at their stadium we had four home wins at our stadium and then we only had one home draw against them 
And an interesting fact in the Clásico Joven, the all-time leading goal scorer against Cruzul Femenil is the one and only um, Lucero Cuevas right here. She scored nine goals against Cruzul Femenil. And what better yet, she's wearing the, she wore the number in which that's the amount of scores that she's goal scored against um, Cruzul Femenil. So ten, it's going to be their 10th time where they're facing it against each other. And this is going to be a wave match. So to even it out, they have played five home games and five away games. Um, I feel like we could definitely start this um out with the win because as last season we did match the goal away once again where we beat them two one thanks to goals from Marilyn Campa and Estefania Fuentes. So I feel like this will not really be much different, especially with the squad that America Femini has. I feel like we could easily get our first three points of the season against them. All righty then. Well, talk to me a little bit about your predicted lineup, and then we'll talk a little bit about how we think the America should play, and then we'll talk score predictions, and then we'll wrap it up. Sounds wonderful. So I got for my lineup um, prediction for the match against Cruzazu Feminine, I'm going with a 4-4-2 formation, which is the formation usually that America Feminine usually plays in. So I got Renata Maciarelli as, as our goalkeeper. At left back, we have Jimena Rios. Our two center backs will be Justin Orihel making her debut, Ana Lozada. And in our right back, we have Captain Monica Rodriguez. In our midfield, we have our left midfielder, Montserrat Hernandez. For our two midfielders, we're going to have Jennifer Munoz and Cassandra Cuevas. On the right midfielder, we're going to have Diana Cáceres. And up front, we're going to have our two forwards, Marlene Campa and Daniela Espinosa. All righty. That seems like a pretty solid starting 11, if you ask me, Dylan. But I do want to ask one question because it's been kind of a little bit of a debate out there. Now, I'm, uh, I'm only saying this because I know we're goalkeepers in this sense. But how do you feel about Renata taking the, you know, the starting role over JD? And JD being someone that we've consistently said that has done a pretty good job of having to fill big shoes whenever Santiago left the club and went over to Europe. What are your thoughts now that JD might be in risk of losing that starting position? You know, I just think it's interesting, too, because I, I think you go back a couple of seasons, Ivan, and, you know, we kind of saw this rotation of goalkeepers only to find out that uh, JD was kind of dealing with some injuries here and there that kept her out of the starting 11. And so I kind of, in the back of my mind, I'm kind of wondering if this is going to be something that's going to be like that, if she's dealing with some injuries right now. But also, I think this is going to be a good time, you know, to test her abilities to, to where she can come up and, you know, actually show to Cuellada that she's the start, she should be the starting goalkeeper week in and week out. Um, I've, I, we've seen what, what, she, what she can do. She makes great and amazing saves. Obviously, she's led the U17 to the, um, to the finals of the World Cup, but though they lost that, but I, you know, just, you know, her leadership and her being back there, especially whenever, uh, whenever she was out there with uh, Jimena Rios, too. I, I just think this is going to be an interesting uh, storyline to follow throughout the season, uh, between um, her and Renata. Yeah, I mean, internal competition, right? That's exactly what every coach is looking for. And especially a goalkeeper coach will tell you this much. When you put two really good goalkeepers against each other, you're going to see the best out of both of them. And hopefully that's going to be the same thing that we get delivered out on the pitch. And really, whoever makes one mistake could definitely see themselves, you know, coming out and uh, seeing the other one being be their replacement in the starting 11. So I just... Kind of a quick little side note I just wanted to say because I, I do know that we have followed JD's career a little bit closer than, um, you know, 
others. But, um, you know, I mean, we'll have to wait and see who Cuellar ends up picking at the end of the day. So let's talk a little bit about this game, gentlemen. We heard about that potential starting 11 from AJ. Christian, how do you see this America side coming out? And, you know, talking about a little about that, uh, uh, excuse me, talking a little bit about that internal competition. I, I, are we going to see these starters, you know, feel the pressure from the get-go and, you know, perform to the utmost ability because they know that they have someone right behind them breathing and hoping for their starting 11 spot? I feel like this team will come out guns blazing. I think, as AJ mentioned earlier, uh, America kind of has that edge over Cruz Azul, you know, almost, you know, never losing to them, right? So, uh, you know, they're definitely going to come out firing. Uh, definitely want to get a good start to the season. Obviously, that's always important, especially for a team like this. Kind of newish in a sense, trying to get to each other, but like a powerhouse still. So, uh, definitely expect America to come out full force. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of goals in this game. All righty. Well, AJ, how do you see, uh, you know, Cuellar, tactically speaking, going out there and trying to go for all three points? I guess let's start off with this game. Like, we do have, um, usually have a different player. We have different players coming into the starting 11. So I guess, like, we start things off. We're putting these new players to the test into the new lineup to say, all right, see how this is going to go out. Four four two. a standard formation that you usually would see in soccer. I feel like a basic run that could cover defensively and offensively. Just get the ball going, have everyone have a touch on the ball, see what can happen. Whenever the opportunity shows, we go that through ball or we go with the cross and let our forwards do the rest. Or who knows, maybe our midfielders can get something, can get themselves a goal or even our defenders. So I feel like with this line that we got here, I feel we'll, come, we'll have maybe, I'm being really confident, we'll have little to no issues going into this game, especially with this lineup. I feel, honestly, I feel like maybe Grusuf Hemming probably cannot compete against it or they're just going to have to you know, perhaps park the bus or just play completely defensively on this end if they're going to try to stop this America feminine starting 11. All righty. Interesting. All righty, then, gentlemen, two questions to wrap things up here. One, who is going to be the player to watch for this game? Or at least who do you think the player that is going to be the standout star for this game? And what is your predicted scoreline for Friday's game against Cruz Azul? I'll throw it to you first, Christian. Okay, so my player to watch this game is going to be Martin Campa. Uh, I think she needs to get off to a good start, uh, get uh, back in a couple goals, kind of get the confidence going and try to prove to herself that she is going to be the top goal scorer in this league. Now, in terms of prediction, I think I'm going to go with uh, 3-0 America. 3-0 America. All right. Very adventurous. I like it. I like it very much. AJ, what is your prediction? I'm going with the scoreline of 4 I'm going to go 4-0. America's going wow. to just score four goals <laughs> against them. I got my player to watch for the Classical Home. I got Marlene Campa. I said it since day one since he first arrived this team. I even tweeted her saying, if you score a hat trick at any point during the season, I will cop your jersey in a heartbeat. I got her scoring a hat trick in her very first in her first game. And right. for the and for the other um, goal scorer, I got Alma Daniel Espinosa bagging in one goal. So it's a lead just okay. four zero. All righty then. Well, AJ being very adventurous as always with his predictions here. And uh, Dylan, what is your prediction? I'll go with the two 0 win for America. Uh, I, okay. I can't I can't necessarily nail it, nail it down to one player, but I do like the two up top when it comes to Espinosa and Campa. I mean, I just think this is going to be an interesting time for these two because I feel like you mark one, you're going to leave one open. You know? So I, I just I just kind of see these two kind of going off in a sense, and I wouldn't be surprised if these two are kind of competing competing for the Golden Boot at the end of the Apertura. All right, that would be something, definitely something to have, right? I mean, internal competition in that sense in which both of your starting strikers are looking for that golden boot. I mean, 
this is what dreams are made out of. But all righty, then I'm going to go prediction wise. I'm also going to go with a very comfortable three to one victory. Uh, I think America is going to have themselves quite the game out there. And my player, um, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's got to have to be the player that everyone's just been talking about that, you know, she's the, she's the cover of this team for a reason. And I think that she has to step up to the plate. Now we have seen her do it before, but I think now it's the time for Jennifer Munoz to really take into consideration everything that she's kind of, you know, gotten this team built around her in a sense, you know, she feels more comfortable. She feels more at home. And I think if she can start finding, you know, little passes here and there and try to break through the lines of Cruz Azul, I think, that's where we're going to see those score lines in which you get a three, four, you know, uh, four to one or three to one, something situation. But, but I think Jennifer Munoz has to be at the heart of everything that America Feminine is going to be doing. And hopefully she's up to the task. I, 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 she looks ready and she says that she's willing to. So, that, you know, it Speak, all has to start with day one. Speaking with Jennifer Munoz, actually, she's actually, if I have a player to look forward to this season throughout the entire thing, including the Ligue, if America Femme do happen to make it, which I'm pretty sure we will, I got Jennifer Munoz actually as my player to watch this entire season. So she first arrived in 2019. She's already been gained comparisons to an America player that played for the men's team and Gilder Rodriguez, how they say, like, he's an all-around player. And I feel this is the same with Jennifer Munoz. She can play defensively. She can play offensively. She could score goals. She can she can dribble the ball all the way up to midfield and make up a play for um any of her teammates that she want and she wants to. So I feel like with her, I feel this could probably be the season where I I feel like she's already broken out to become like a star and if not one of the faces of the Liga MX feminine. But I feel like for this season she's gonna have probably the her best season in an America jersey. Alrighty, well, you know, only time will tell whether or not Jennifer Munoz can step up to the plate in that regards. But you know, a lot of people, and I will put myself on that boat, expect her to be. I know it's a little bit of an unorthodox comparison, but a lot of us expect her to be the Cuatamo Blanco of America Feminine, in the sense. It's a big hot take, I know. It's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> but I think that, you know, her talent merits for her to be in kind of that spotlight. And, you know, now she has to take it upon herself to deliver, you know, in kind of these big situations. So we'll have to wait and see. But America versus Cruz Azul, the Clásico Joven, that's how America is going to kickstart their season. And we're going to get you guys as much coverage on that game as possible. It is going to be a Friday game. And, uh, you know, we'll keep you guys up to date exactly what time and all that is on the day of and whether or not you guys are going to be able to stream it. If we can find your stream, we'll do our best. But again, no promises. These games are so, so hard. I think it's a lot easier to try to find a Saudi Arabia first division game online than it is to try to find a link for the Club America Feminine game. And I'm just, I'm saying that truly. That is a lot. It's just, it's the yeah. truth at that point. It's definitely it's a situation truth. that needs to be changed in the near future, especially with so much, how much traction women's soccer is gaining. Um, there needs to be a plan in, in the near future to kind of televise all these games. Oh, yeah. I mean, Please, if you do support America and you do love the women's team as well, go get yourself an America jersey. They're essentially the same that are worn by the men and women's. Get yourself a player's from the America Feminine, put her, put her name and number on the back of that jersey. Please watch and support the Liga MX Feminine. Please do watch the there games. You, you, will n- you will not be disappointed at the quality of the matches. Really fun to watch. Definitely, definitely. All righty, gentlemen. Well, one thing we do have to be disappointed about, and Christian, you're going to be updating us all in regards to that, is a player has come back positive <coughs> testing for COVID-19, where uh, that's pretty much the biggest news that's been circulating around Coapa right now. And mm-hmm. Christian, give us all the latest details as to who and what happened. 
Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, uh, you know, the the league kind of test test you know every single team, uh, and you know this round of tests, everyone came out negative, including staff, players, uh, everyone included except for one player, and that player is Jorge Sanchez. Um, definitely a vital part of our starting eleven. Unfortunately, he won't be uh, available for the match against Santos and Querétaro, and probably for for the matches after that. Um, he is in quarantine right now. He ate, he is uh, asymptomatic, so that's 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 a good sign. Uh, not not showing any symptoms. He is in quarantine right now, so um, they're gonna keep him there until uh, and monitor monitor him, uh, for for two weeks, and hopefully he can be back in training as soon as possible. Now, um, obviously this raises uh, an interesting question of who's gonna you know fill in his spot. The obvious answer would probably be Paul Aguilar, and uh, you know as we get into the the preview of the Santos game, uh, I'll give you my full lineup on that. But that's pretty much the latest news for America. All righty. And also a little bit of an update on Sergio Diaz. He is in training, if I'm not mistaken. Right, right Christian? Correct. But it's still not available uh, for this match. Uh, and if everything goes well, he might be on the bench against uh, Queretaro, but don't quote me. Uh, most likely not. Uh, I don't think this is something you, you, need, you need to rush right now. Um, you know, he's still getting, uh, you know, adapted to the whole situation, the team, the environment, you know, everything that comes with playing in Mexico City. So uh, give him some time. Uh, we'll see him, sure, uh, soon enough. Also, another, I guess, update while we're doing updates. Uh, Benedetti is also uh, almost ready to join uh, inner squads, uh, which is something great to hear, especially myself, because uh, I am a big advocate of the player. Uh, but it's also nice to see a player of his caliber kind of gaining, uh, trying to get back into the rhythm of things. Uh, in my opinion, I think he's going to be a very important player when he does come back. But little by little, though, trying to rush him into things, um, you know, take it. Was with all precautions because this is a serious injury he's coming back from. So hopefully we get to see him back uh, in uh, on on the pitch and you know in probably in, in a month's time. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing because we had him kind of jotted down for late September is when exactly. we expected this guy uh, to be coming back. But he's uh you know he's speeding up his recovery. I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing because we know how fragile he is. But uh, like you mentioned, when you have someone. You know, with the talent and the caliber that he brings to the pitch, I think it's it's hard not to be get excited about him potentially Definitely. returning again. And uh, you know, that spells a little bit of a uh, of some trouble for Cordoba, who I think had a very quiet game against the Caxa, and needs to step it up in this next game if he uh, wants to cement himself as that starting eleven in that camp position. Which honestly, I think can only bring good because it's going to bring out the both of uh, the best of both players. And you know, honestly, you could put Cordova Benedetti there. Uh, I think I think we'd be we'd be fine. But like you said, though, internal competition is always a good thing, especially in that creative spot, which we have been lacking. Definitely. One last thing before we jump into this uh, Santos preview game, Dylan. Th- this just came up to my head yesterday, and and I wanted to save it for the podcast. Is Sebastian Cordova the player? That everyone thinks that he is 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 it fair for me to say that Mason Greenwood is what we want Cordoba to be? I know their 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 age gap is a little <laughs> bit different, but Christian with the look in me, he's like, huh. But I wanted to ask Dylan. But now that you have that face reaction, tell me more about you know your thoughts in regards to what I just said. I mean, because it was just a, a a thought when I was watching the United game, and and I saw Greenwood. You know, he was very active. He was very involved, and he's always asking for the ball. And and I mean, you know, he's he's very good on both feet, and he was he, you know he's scoring for fun at at this point. I mean, Greenwood's definitely a, a great talent that United have, and I think they should they should keep him uh, keep him there for a while. But um, uh, honestly, you can you can kind of compare the two. 
But the, the thing is, though, like you just said, you know, Greenwood, Greenwood right now just going for fun. He's, he's like, basically doing it all right now. And I guess you kind of say that uh, in a sense for Cordova, but, I mean, you still have Vinas there, too. So, uh, but definitely, though, in the way of their play style and kind of, you know, creating a lot of things, they're definitely comparable in that, in that aspect. Dylan, what do you, what, what do you stand in regards to this? Because I know, you know, United are a very fun place in your heart as well. <sighs> <laughs> 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 every podcast we come on you amaze me and i think next week comes i was like there's no way he can top that <laughs> yeah here we are Topping it again. <laughs> that's, that's all that's i got what I do. It's, it's it's i gotta keep you guys on your toes somehow all right so stay tuned for my Manchester United podcast dropping next week. Um, but okay, put that aside. I uh, just kind of want to give a huge shout out to everyone that's watching right now or whoever is listening right now and is thinking to themselves, what is Ivan thinking? I know I've said some amazing hot takes throughout this opening of the season. What I said, Piojo could be the Fergie of, uh, of America. I just said Jen Munoz could be the Cuauhtémoc Blanco of America Feminine. And now I came up with this uh, unorthodox comparison between Mason Greenwood and Sebastian Cordova. So I'm trying to keep you guys as entertained as possible. But shout out to everyone who's watching right now and who's listening. Um, shout out to Chicken Little. Shout out to our very good friend, Miss Cari Torres. Shout out to um, The Darkness Rises. It's an amazing name. Uh, to, uh, you know, Cure Lay. 0720. I, I hope I didn't butcher that. But to everyone and every single one of you guys watching and commenting and everything, thank you so much. And a huge shout out to all of you guys who are listening right now, wherever it is that you may listen to us. Thank you so much. All righty, gentlemen, let's get into this America versus Santos game. Again, another home game that is going to be kind of a road game because, of course, we're going to be playing this game in Seoul. Stadistek is not ready yet. Christian, do we know when the Stadistek is going to be ready by? Uh, this will be the last match that we will play in Seoul. So the next match, next home game uh, that we play will be played in, in the Saudi Azteca. Which is against Monterrey. So that's going to be an interesting one. So interesting. keep your eyes out for that. But America's going to be playing this game in Seoul. It's going to be on Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Central, 10 Eastern. So if you're excited about Premier Juventud, make sure you guys don't watch that. You guys can check that out later. Head over to do the NA because America is going to be playing. So you guys can catch those two hours rather watching something like America, hopefully beating Santos in that aspect. But what does America need to do to beat Santos? Well, these fine gentlemen are going to tell you exactly what it needs, needs to happen. But first of all, Christian, America needs to start off with the best starting 11 possible that they have at their disposal. So mm -hmm. give me your predicted starting 11 and then we'll go on from there. Sure. So, um, actually, I think um, it's already been confirmed that they're starting 11, uh, but we'll just read it out in case um, if people haven't seen it yet. Uh, in net will be Guillermo Choa. The back four will be Paul Aguilar, Bruno Valdez, Sebastian Cáceres, and Hueso Reyes. Uh, in the midfield, we'll have Santiago Cáceres and Richard Sanchez. Uh, one wing will have Roger Martinez. On the other, we'll have Leo Suarez. In the camp spot, Sebastian Cordova, and up top, Federico Viñas. Righty. Pretty interesting lineup. Uh, Exactly what you would have imagined that Mpioch is going to put out, at least in regards to what he has at his disposal. Definitely. Interesting that Leo Suarez gets that starting 11 spot after, you know, quite the terrible performances from, uh, you know, uh, Chucho Lopez in that left-hand spot. Is, are we really going to see Leo Suarez on that left-hand side or is Roger going to, you know, slide <sighs> over to the left side and then we're going to see Leo on the right side? 
I really hope Leo plays on the left. I just want to see a, a complete game from him on that left side. We've only, you know, really seen him on the on the right side, and you know, things really haven't pa- been panning out for him. Only because he's just a true lefty, and it's pretty predictable to see what his next move is going to be, whether it be just cutting in or just stopping, uh, you know, turning back and making a pass. Right? I feel like on the left side, he'll have a little bit more options of what he wants to do uh, going forward. So I really hope, um, you know. Bioko Keith Roger on the right, uh, even though he had a, a bad game last game, but I, I think he'll come back from it uh, and just keep uh, Leo Suarez on the right, uh, on the on the left, and hopefully make, make his magic with Cordova in there. Is, is oh, it, yeah, definitely. Christian, 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 just kind of just kind of my curiosity. What do you think? Do you think I know how you said you want to you want to keep Roger on the right and uh, Suarez on the on the left? But do you think you know Bioko could you know like just like switch them up? You know, in between the and, oh definitely. Like, yeah, and it's definitely not something uncommon that we've seen from Piojo, you know, and especially in the Copa in the Copa preseason match uh, matches that we've seen, you know, there was a lot of times where he just kind of just, you know, changed the wingers, you know, you play, now you go on the left and you go on the right. So it's definitely a possibility if things aren't going our way early on, that's something he tends to do a lot. Uh, if by the 20 minute mark, you know, we're not really creating or, you know, going forward or advancing, uh, it's definitely possible that you can see them switch. Definitely, it's 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 definitely going to be interesting the way to see how Piojo manages this game because against a very tough opposition like Santos, you would imagine that you're going to have to be as versatile as possible whenever you're going on the attack. Now, AJ, we see that Jorge Sanchez is out because of you know the coronavirus thing, and then you slot him back the natural captain, which is Paul Aguilar. How do you feel about having Paul back in that starting eleven? And how do you feel in general about this, you know, kind of change to the lineup and whether or not that's going to affect a little bit of the chemistry that already was being cemented in that back line? I felt like this change with, um, from Jorge Sanchez and then we're getting now Paul Aguilar. Yeah, yeah. Hello? Hello? Am I here? I can hear you. Oh, I can okay. Hear you. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, my bad. I'm sorry. No, yeah, you're good. I was hearing you now. Okay. Good. Keep going. Yeah, but um, Paulo Guilherme coming into this lineup again, I feel like there wouldn't be there will be little to no chemistry problems because like everyone trains with each other at Coapa, and um, with Paulo Aguilar playing in his natural position, everyone knows how um how he is. So I feel like with him just taking um Jorge Sanchez's spot, shouldn't really see much of an issue. Yeah, despite that Paulo Guilherme's declining in his in his overall performance due to his age, but I feel like he's still got a bit in him left where he can give his 110% in any game that he is put in. Yeah, we do have some performances in which he may not be existing during the game. Maybe he's just letting defenders pass by him, but for most of the time, he's just able to keep the winger in their place or the forwards in, in their place. So I feel like we'll be fine. But coming into this game um, against Santos Laguna, I feel like America's got to replicate our performance that they did like for the first two games of the season. Then the Gaxa performance, we definitely do not want a repeat of that because Santos Laguna is a scary team. So I feel like America should definitely think of this as a as um, uh, a completely different game in which you want to replicate the first two games of the season and bring it over into this match. Yes. Hello. No, yeah, definitely. It's it's gonna be a different test for America, and you know, we had a we had a very good matchup against Tijuana, in which a sense, you know, we had an opponent that we thought was definitely of a highest caliber. Now, you know, America has kind of a similar situation in which you're going up against Santos, and now going ahead. It seems that I cut you off, AJ. I'm sorry. Keep going. Mm-hmm. 
Oh wait, what? no, completely fine. Ivan, uh, I think you're experiencing some some delays issues here. Yeah, I'm here. gonna say I was. I'm constantly looking at his screen. I'm okay, like, it does sound like 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 I am having a little bit of technical issues here. It's all right. I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because I mean, I hear you perfectly. I'm, I'm. I don't know. Maybe it's just you know me with AJ. That's kind of a little bit of a late because I I hear you and Dylan perfectly at that at at the right times. I don't know what's going on, but um. Okay, back to what we were talking about in regards to this whole America game. The only question I, the only reason why I bring Paolo Aguilar in this situation is because it strips Bruno of his captaincy. Christian, do you think that God. is fair, or do you think that Bruno should continue to have that, you know, armband? I mean, it's definitely a tricky situation, only because I think, um, you know, Bruno really hasn't been doing that bad. Being the captain is definitely a new thing to him. Um, but you know, I don't think there should be any, you know awkwardness or anything i think i think uh bruno understands and respects paul as you know it's a player as a captain uh you know the experience level being there so you know i don't think there should be much much of an issue with that okay as long as there is no issue then i'm fine with this dylan how do you think america comes out and approaches this game against santos laguna like i mentioned our biggest test was against Tijuana, and we completely surpassed all expectations in winning that game 4-0. to zero. Now you come into it and you face off against another good opponent like Santos Laguna. How do you think America has to come out and approach this game in regards to not just tactics, but I think in the way that the players mentally are focused for this game? Like, if you can score in the first five minutes and you don't keep the gas, the foot on the gas pedal, then, I mean, you're just doing the whole game wrong. Am I right? I mean, you mm-hmm. got to come out like Christian Christian said too last week. You know, you come out, you play your game, you play simple, but it can be hard to play simple sometimes. But uh, th- I feel like too, um, you're going to want that Roger Martinez you got when you play Cholos. You're going to want um, that Cordova too against Cholos. Um, these players just got to step up and realize, you know, the mistakes that that were made against Nicaxa and realize that they got to fix these mistakes if they want to come out and walk out with three point, points against Santos. Um, I feel like, you know, this back line will probably get tested a little bit too. It'll be interesting to see how they respond and in, in what in what they do uh, whenever that test comes for them. But other than that, you know, I don't see why you can't necessarily walk out with the, with the win, but I feel like it's not going to come easy too. Yeah, I don't think it definitely will come easy at all. Now, we know that Santos, as an away team, hasn't necessarily been the strongest of opponents, but we do know that they have goals in them. Christian, how do you think America, as at least approaching Santos uh, in the kind of a way that they're trying to form their game? Well, definitely, I think you have to look at kind of their their midfield and going forward. Uh, You know, you have um, a lot of players that Santos, you know, utilize to kind of get Julio, uh, Julio Furch to, you know, to get a scoring opportunity. And, you know, I think that's something that America needs to need to have an eye out. You know, Furch to me is like, uh, like Bocelli, you know, every time we play them, Furch seems to always score against us, right? Yeah. So if we can kind of cut off the lifeline of, of the midfield to Furch, I think we'll be fine. Um, You know, either way, though, um, definitely uh, Santiago Cáceres and Richard Sanchez have their work cut out for this match. And I think it's on them, too, to kind of uh, bring us the victory. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I do want to, uh, you know, highlight a little bit of what we just got a comment in uh, on the show, on the show right now. It says Santos already lost to Seul, lost in Seul to Cruz Azul. Shout out to Chicken Little for giving us that little Chicken stat. Little, up, that buddy? is true. That is very true. But I think that because they have lost already, they're coming back with a little bit of a needle uh, in, in their in their foot and knowing that they want to come out and get a result 
in which they don't lose again. And so, so I think we're going to see a much better Santos side than we did against Cruz Azul. So I think America needs to plant themselves and know, hey, we're most likely going to get the best version of them, which means we have to give the best version of ourselves out there in order to secure all three points, which I will think which I think will be definitely interesting to see not only how Piojo plants this game, because I think it's a little bit interesting in, you know, this lineup completely doesn't change only with the fact that Paula Aguilar is coming in. And then you're also, you know, taking out also, I guess, in that sense. But I think you're, you know, putting in Santi, who we imagine is going to, you know, perform the same role. And then, you know, Leo Suarez is, is, is really the only true kind of new in, integrated player in this starting 11 i think you already know what america is going to try to do down the wings but i think if america can focus their gameplay down the middle like we've been saying for quite some time now i think this is a game in which cordoba can definitely shine in which he can definitely be the man to kind of lead america in 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 getting all three points against santos which won't be easy like we mentioned but you know we'll have to wait and find out so prediction here aj tell me what is your scoreline for uh, Thursday's game? I got 2-0 scoreline. America's going to be scoring two goals against them, as I said. And I got Vinas with the brace against Santos. Interesting. Vinas with the brace. I like it. I like it. Dylan, prediction? Uh, I'm going to say we're going to grind out a 2-1 win. 2-1 win. Won't be easy. Won't be easy, but I like it. A couple of goals in there. Okay. Christian? I'm going to go 2-1 win as well. 2-1 win. All righty. I like it. Also grinding it out, I would imagine. It won't be an easy game. I think Santos definitely are looking to, uh, you know, to come in and, and try to cement themselves a little bit higher on the table. And whether or not America can, you know, continue to be the super leader after Thursday, it's going to be definitely in their hands. I'm going with a very, very tough one nil win to America. I think that America comes out and you know grinds it out, and we get a late goal and see it out, and that's gonna be it. I think the defense is gonna have to do a very good job, but I think Bruno and uh, Caceres are finally gelling a little bit even more. So, um, you know, the Nakaxa game they had a bit of a hiccup sometimes here and there, but I think that's only natural with uh, with, with new center back partners. But I think this game could be the game that actually solidifies them just even more. So, I mean, let us know in the comment section down below. What do you guys think in regards to the result? Do you think America's going to win? Do you guys think they're going to win by a lot, by a little? Let us know. Should be interesting to read what you guys have to say. But you guys can tune into that game, like I mentioned, live on Two Day NS, 7 p.m. Pacific time, 9 Central, 10 Eastern. We're going to have you guys covered with everything going on in regards to that matchup. So if you, for whatever reason, want to watch Premier Sumer 2, but you also want to check up on the game, you guys can check it all on regards to Twitter. And uh, gentlemen, Anything else you guys want to say about this game? No, I think we covered it up. All right, then. Only a little bit slightly worried. Should definitely be interesting. Only a bit worried just because. Oh, of but I Brian. think that's that's natural. Yeah, but just another player in particular, like Christian. Um, as I mentioned, we already have Julio Furch, who's already scary up front. But we remember for my America player Brian Lozano. He, if I'm not mistaken, there was a season. I was it last season. I can't remember. He scored, I think it was eight goals as a midfielder. So with his performance on how he's a midfielder, like we can definitely lock down Forge, but if we also don't keep an eye on Lozano, he's sure to just bag in a goal and then just celebrate in our face just because, you know, I think I make it then really treat him properly. So and then look how he is in Santos. Star in my opinion on their team. Yeah. And it 
I think that's definitely going to be a matchup in which Paolo Aguilar is definitely going to have his hands full. And I think Bruno Valdez is going to have to do a lot of, you know, tracking back and recovering in, in, in those sections. But like we mentioned, it's going to be a tough game. They're going to have to grind it out. We're going to have to get some of the best performances and hope that Santos doesn't come and show up. The You know, but I mean, that's already asking a lot. You know, so America has to go out there, plant their game, go out and try to win in their fashion and not really worry so much about the rival, but worry about whether or not they can go out there and perform uh, in the manner that they know that they can. So should be interesting, should be fun. Like I mentioned, follow it all over on Twitter and we'll keep you guys up to date with everything going on in that aspect. So, gentlemen, anything else before we wrap things up? I guess I have one more thing to say left. I remember we were talking about the competition within the goalkeepers in America Feminine. There is a third goalie in Natalia Acuna who came from Querétaro. So it's been on my mind the entire time since we were talking about it. I'm just thinking, like, we have Maciarelli, who, in my opinion, is amazing in training. And despite with only the two games she's played in America Feminine, she can prove that she can be a number one um, goalie in America Feminine with J.D. Gutierrez, no doubt about it. Ever since she took a Cecilia Santiago spot when she made her way to Europe, she does make some mistakes here and there when it comes to um, corners where she does go a bit outside the box too much from her area. It does protein and goal, but overall she's able to make the save. And when Natalia Acuna coming in as the third choice goalkeeper, or who knows, maybe she could actually get herself into the starting 11 position, she does make incredible saves. For the Querétaro side that has been struggling a lot, though in some games where her team could be seeing a lot more, she does come up with some big saves to prevent her team from continuing even more goals. So actually, it's like one thing that's like really interesting to see, like perhaps maybe all three goalies can actually get equal playing time and equal game opportunities from Leo Cuellar. And perhaps it could be something different where we see him constantly rotating the goalkeepers for America Feminine and where all of them can do amazing. So that's the one thing I have to say, actually. Interesting. I mean, I am a I, I am a big advocate of having a number one starting goalkeeper and sticking it through until that goalkeeper uh, has shown that they are no longer fit to be in the starting eleven. Um, I don't really like this whole let's give every goalkeeper minutes type of situation. I think you're just kind of diminishing things. But I will say this: we'll wrap up the show with one last question. And I'm glad that AJ brought it up because, you know, it's it's something true, true, truly dear and near to me, this whole goalkeeper position. So I am going to ask this out of all the three goalkeepers, gentlemen, who do you guys want as a starting goalkeeper? Not who you guys think is going to be a starting goalkeeper, but who do you prefer under the three sticks? AJ, I'll ask you first because you're the one who brought it up. Who do you who in your mind deserves to be the starting goalkeeper? J.D. Gutierrez, no doubt about it. She could, she should, she should definitely be our starting goalkeeper for America Feminine, especially with the experience that she has on the team and playing games and leading us to the playoffs. I definitely think she should be our starting goalkeeper. All righty, Dylan. Yeah, same. I mean, she's got the experience. Uh, she's got it at the youth level internationally too. Uh, I don't see why she can't do it. All righty, Christian. Um, I think we got to stick it with Renata. Uh, I think this is a, a player that will that will come up big time for America Feminine. Uh, you know, just, just going to have the season to prove it. So I'm expecting big things from her. All righty. Interesting. Well, I'm also going with JD. I think that um, I mean, she's still so, so young, right? I mean, so much potential there to still continue to grow. Um, and I think you diminish a little bit of that growth if you do just kind of abruptly just kind of say, okay, we're starting off with another goalkeeper. 
Um, I don't really think JD did much wrong in the previous season. So I, I you know, I, I think I, as things stand, I think JD deserves to be in that starting eleven spot. But it's not up to us; it's up to Cuellar, and we'll have to wait and see who gets the starting eleven, who gets in that starting eleven come Friday. But alrighty then. We'll leave you guys off with that bit of a thought. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for coming out. Hopefully, you guys are staying safe. Hopefully, you guys are staying cool under AC. It's going to be a very warm week out here. Um, if you're living in Phoenix, Brian, I'm talking to you. Good luck, buddy. I don't know how you're going to make it past 116 degrees. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but uh, yeah, to everyone that is uh, tuning in and to everyone that's watched, thank you so much. And to everyone listening right now, thank you so much. We'll keep you guys up to date with everything over on Twitter and Instagram. So make sure you guys follow us at Eagle Eye Podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys come Thursday. And hopefully America ends up winning all three points. So make sure you wear your mask and wash your hands and everything and anything that you guys do, do it with love. Alrighty then. Thank you so much, gentlemen. We'll see you guys next week. Until next time, as always, take care. And as always, Arriba la America. Good night, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.